The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Although you might not know this, age-related disease and health decline can start in our 60s, our 50s, our 40s, even our 30s. What you don't know can harm you. But with the right knowledge about your health and your body, these age-related issues can be prevented or even reversed. You'll get that knowledge today on Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. Dr. Bogard and her guests will answer your questions about your health. We want you to age gracefully. Now, here is Dr. Denise Bogard. Good morning. This morning, we're going to talk about adrenal function. Um, In the past weeks, we've talked about hormone replacement in menopause and andropause, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, inflammation, thyroid disease, and now we're talking about adrenal When I consult with my patients, I sit down and I draw out each system and I connect each system to each other and explain that it's like a giant, it's like a giant spider web. Every system affects every system affects every system. So when you're, when your blood sugar is elevated, when you've got inflammation, when your sex hormones are out, when your thyroid is imbalanced, your many times your adrenals will also be imbalanced or vice versa. And fixing one without the other doesn't get you to optimal health. So let's talk about stress and what stress is. Stress is essentially reflected by the rate of all the wear and tear caused by life. We can avoid stress as long as we live, but we can learn a great deal about how to keep its damaging effects, distress, to a minimum. Many common diseases are largely due to errors in our adaptive system distress rather than direct damage by germs, poisons, or life experiences. In this sense, many nervous and emotional disturbances, high blood pressure, gastric and duodenal ulcers, and certain types of sexual, allergic, cardiovascular, and renal derangements appear to be essentially diseases of adaptation. This was actually first described in 1936 by a physician named Hans Sell. What he did is he described the hypothalamic, which is in your brain, pituitary in your brain, adrenal axis. We call it the HPA axis and described the general adaptation syndrome. Certainly, it's been uh, worked up more deeply in um, 
in progressive years, um, especially in the functional medicine side of things, uh, we look at degrees of adrenal dysfunction. Some of the books that I recommend to my patients are um, Dr. James Wilson's Adrenal Fatigue. He calls it the 21st Century Stress Syndrome. Dr. Michael Lamb wrote another good book, The Adrenal Fatigue Syndrome. And Dr. Tom Gillum, who's a PhD, wrote The Role of Stress in the HPA Axis in Chronic Disease. And I use a lot of those teachings in my um, practice. Your body was designed to respond to short bursts of stress, followed by long periods of rest and relaxation. In today's world, however, time to relax is considered a luxury, while stress levels are at an all-time high. Stress is frequently referred to as the silent killer. It has been associated with the top six causes of disease of death. According to the American Psychological Association, two out of three visits to the primary care physician are for health reasons where stress plays a significant role. Your stress response includes both the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal, which is the HPA axis, and the sympathetic nervous system. The HPA and the sympathetic nervous system regulate your body's fight-or-flight response, which is important for producing an immediate response to danger, such as rescuing a child from a dangerous situation. The result of HPA and sympathetic nervous system activation is a heightened sense of awareness, an accelerated heart rate, and rapid breathing. These normal responses to immediate danger help you quickly and appropriately respond to a potential threat. A key component of the HPA axis includes the adrenal glands, the small glandular tissue lying on top of the kidney. The adrenal glands are an extension of the sympathetic nervous system and are responsible for regulating the body's strength and stamina and are the central glands that release hormones and chemicals in response to stress. The two hormones involved in regulating the stress response include cortisol and dehydroepiandosterone, and we call it DHEA. The adrenal glands also secrete the fight-or-flight chemicals epinephrine, which is adrenaline, and norepinephrine. The short release of cortisol and epinephrine into the bloodstream prepares the body for an essential and quick response to potential danger. Chronic stress causes a continuous release of cortisol and adrenaline into the bloodstream, which can be damaging to the body if left unresolved. Under normal healthy conditions, cortisol is released in response to stress, and DHEA helps to counterbalance the cortisol. 
Prolonged stress can overwhelm the HPA axis, burdening the adrenal glands and creating an imbalance in cortisol and DHEA ratios. As the body's stress hormone, cortisol provides the body with quick quick bursts of energy and has additional benefits such as reducing inflammation. DHEA is your body's anti-cortisol hormone. Without DHEA, long-term elevated cortisol levels would wreak havoc on the body. As a stress buffering mechanism, DHEA directly binds to receptors in the brain that promote a sense of relaxation and decrease pain. DHEA also supports insulin sensitivity, maintains tissue strength and repair, boosts immune function, and promotes a sense of well-being. It is important that cortisol and DHEA levels remain in proper ratios in order to maintain the optimal balance that's required by the body. Additional stress buffering mechanisms include the brain's chemical neurotransmitters serotonin and GABA, which is gamma-aminobutyric acid. Serotonin and GABA are chemicals that once released from nerve cells create a sense of positive mood and relaxation. Serotonin and GABA are important counterparts of the fight-or-flight chemicals epinephrine and norepinephrine. Epinephrine and norepinephrine put the body in overdrive to heighten awareness and sharpen your reflexes so you remain awake, alert, and responsive. Maintaining healthy serotonin and GABA levels can help the brain put the brakes on your stress response so you can remain under calm pressure. So we use the life stress inventory to calculate events in your life which influence the amount of stress you experience. And in looking at that, you might be surprised to find out find how many stress-contributing events are part of your life. Some of the big ones are death of a spouse, divorce, marital separation, death of a close family member, detention in jail or institutions, major personal injury or illness, marriage, being fired from work, retirement from work, major changes in your health or behavior, pregnancy, Um, major business adjustments. So you can see each one of these life events actually contribute to the amount of stress that you perceive. Cortisol can be measured. So when we go to start to diagnose uh, adrenal dysfunction, we measure the cortisol. And it can be measured from blood, urine, and saliva. Initially, what I do is get a blood sample, but the saliva testing 
is actually sampling it four times a day, which gives me an idea of how your body is responding throughout the day in order to assess the diurnal rhythm. So we look at it once upon rising, once in the mid to late morning, once in the late afternoon, and then once before bedtime. So the three stages of hypothalamic pituitary adrenal dysfunction are typically defined as stage one, which is your alarm stage. This is a hypercortisol state. Individuals in this state usually report feeling restless, irritable, and wired. Immediate stressful situations are causing high cortisol production, but there is inadequate signaling within the HPA axis to shut off excessive cortisol production. An inadequate diurnal rhythm may also appear in this stage, manifesting in higher cortisol levels at night. This stage of HPA axis imbalance, if left unchecked, can eventually affect other systems in the body, such as weakening your immune system, as well as contributing to loss of sleep, anxiety, weight gain, insulin resistance, and blood sugar fluctuations. Stage two, which is the resistance phase and it's cortisol dominant, This stage may be the result of ongoing acute adrenal dysfunction or the accumulation of years of mild stress without adequate relaxation and recuperation. Lab testing may indicate erratic behaviors, erratic patterns of cortisol production. That is, it can be elevated at one point way down another point, elevated again. Many times you'll see elevation in cortisol in the evening. And what this shows is that it's very difficult to fall asleep when your cortisol is very high. Lab, um, and your diurnal rhythm is completely thrown off, as well as reduced levels of DHEA. And finally, you get to the exhaustion stage, which is essentially a low cortisol state. This later stage is typically associated with a multitude of issues, including fatigue, severe insomnia, depression, hormonal imbalances, an increase in pain, and inflammatory conditions. Test results in stage 3 will show depleted levels of cortisol and DHEA. Individuals in this stage may find even the simplest tasks have become difficult to complete. And Addison's is the complete loss of cortisol production. And uh, so that's when you have no cortisol production left. When most people think of stress, they usually limit their definition to mental and emotional stressors, like going through a job, excuse me, going through a divorce, changing jobs, losing a lost 
loved one. These can send your stress and your cortisol levels soaring. However, blood sugar imbalances, inflammation, and inadequate sleep are potential stimulators of cortisol production within the HPA axis. For example, you may have a low level of anxiety in your life, or you may not be getting enough sleep each night. But if you're consuming a diet high in sugar, your cortisol, as well as your insulin levels, will be on a constant roller coaster. Another example would be someone who eats a balanced diet, has a low level of anxiety, but has a high degree of inflammation in his or her body. This inflammation is sending signals to the HPA axis to secrete the cortisol needed to put out the inflammatory fire. This specific drive of HPA axis activation may vary from individuals. However, the bottom line is, if the HPA axis is required to work overtime, cortisol and DHEA levels will eventually become imbalanced, along with other systems in your body. Erratic blood sugar levels, particularly hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar, is a common problem for people with, with HPA axis dysfunction. Constant fluctuations in blood sugar create one of the body's most stressful conditions. When you eat foods high in carbohydrates, sweets, and refined carb carbohydrates, you trigger insulin production from your pancreas. The overproduction of insulin causes a rapid and drastic reduction in blood glucose for a short period of time. <clears throat> this is often experienced as drowsiness and fatigue following the consumption of a high-carbohydrate meal. S so what comes to the rescue when your blood sugar takes a nosedive? Cortisol. When we come back from the break, we'll talk further about blood sugar um, imbalance and how it contributes to your adrenal dysfunction. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. 
and Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the CDIP Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. This morning we're talking about adrenal function and dysfunction and how stress plays into um, altering your adrenal function. Not only looking at stress, but now we're looking at a few other factors that contribute largely to the um, malfunction of your adrenal glands. Initially, we're talking about blood sugar and how erratic blood sugar levels, particularly low blood sugar, hypoglycemia, present a huge problem to uh, HPA axis dysfunction. Constant fluctuations create one of the body's most stressful situations. When you eat a diet, foods high in carbohydrates, so that would be sweets or refined carbohydrates, you trigger insulin production from the pancreas. The overproduction of insulin causes a rapid reduction in blood sugar for a short period of time. So what happens is you peak up and then you go way low. And it's that extreme low that puts a huge stress on the HPA axis and increases your cortisol as well as fat deposition during that time. This is off, when you have a high carbohydrate meal, often you experience drowsiness and fatigue. So, what happens is when your blood sugar takes a nosedive, the cortisol comes in to protect your blood sugar. Low blood sugar triggers the adrenal glands to produce more cortisol in order to stimulate the cells to produce more glucose. When this cycle of glycemic stress is repeated over and over again, it, t- it places a constant burden on the HPA axis. Your diet plays a major role in the cycle of stress and the body burden 
placed on the HPA axis. Balancing your meals with nutrient-dense, high-fiber, and high-protein foods and healthy oils will help keep your blood sugar steady, maintain energy, and help sharpen your mental focus throughout the day. So let's talk about some tips in regulating your blood sugar. First of all, eat a balanced breakfast every morning. This will ensure you do not start the day in a hypoglycemic state. Number two, consume balanced meals and healthy snacks throughout the day. This will keep your blood sugar steady and metabolism running efficiently. Number three, eat mixed meals or snacks of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. When carbohydrates are eaten with a protein-based high-fiber meal, the glycemic response is generally lower. Avoid refined carbohydrates and simple sugars. Items such as candy, sodas, cakes, desserts, and juices have a high glycemic index, which causes a rapid rise in blood sugar. White bread, white rice, and white sugar are refined food products. Whole grains such as wild rice, millet, quinoa, brown rice, and amaranth are healthy whole grain options, high in fiber and B vitamins. Eat protein at each meal. Protein sources low in saturated fats include legumes, eggs, white meat, chicken, and turkey, wild wild game, and low-fat dairy. Legumes contain significant amounts of fiber, which help to slow the release of glucose into the bloodstream. Fiber also helps to detoxify the intestines by removing toxins. Eat a serving of fish two to three times a week. Certain types of fish, such as salmon, mackerel, tuna, herring and sardines, and flaxseed oil, and flax oil are high in omega-3 fatty acids, a type of fat that is highly effective for restoring normal, normal insulin sensitivity. In addition to providing omega-3 fatty acids, fish, fish is a great source of protein. Eat foods high in fibers. Fiber slows the absorption of the glucose into the bloodstream. Hard-shelled beans such as black beans, kidney beans, navy beans, and chickpeas are high in fiber. Adding at least a half a cup of beans to a meal will significantly boost your fiber intake. Other foods high in fibers include fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Avoid saturated or processed foods that have on their label hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated vegetable oils. These fats have a negative impact on how the body uses insulin. Hydrogenous oils or trans fats 
are commonly used in packaged foods, including margarine, shortening, french fries, donuts, cookies, and crackers. Each meal should contain a healthy source of fat. Healthy monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats can be included in your diet by using cold-pressed olive oil and sesame oil, flax oil, walnut oil, almond, grapeseed, and avocado oils. Limit the consumption of starchy vegetables. Starch vegetables such as potatoes, corn, including popcorn, carrots, and peas can cause a rapid rise in blood sugar. Instead, be sure to include several daily servings of colorful vegetables, including yellow and green. Colorful vegetables are high in antioxidants and have a minimal effect on blood sugar. Drink adequate amounts of liquids to keep your body hydrated. Water, seltzer, mineral water, and herbal decaffeinated or green tea will help keep you hydrated without affecting your blood sugar. Avoid artificial sweeteners. Many artificial sweeteners are marketed as containing zero sugar. However, they may be toxic to your brain. Aspartame itself turns to formaldehyde, as I mentioned in my lecture with the thyroid. So there are natural sweeteners that do not contain sugar or toxic chemicals, and these are stevia, xylitol, and erythritol. Be sure to exercise regularly. A sedentary lifestyle is a major contributor to diabetes and heart disease. Physical activity helps maintain insulin sensitivity, blood glucose, and muscle mass, and produces chemicals that promote relaxation. When asked, most people can identify daily circumstances or causes of stress, like finances, co-workers, relatives, etc., But stress is not always a black and white issue of cause and effect. It's actually your perception of an event that plays a major role in whether a stressor will trigger a fight or flight response. Some life events are universally painful and stressful, such as the death of a loved one. Many of these events cannot be avoided. However, many of the daily stressors you encounter can be controlled. This depends greatly on your individual perception of the particular stressor. It is important to remember your perception of an event is what creates stress, often more than the event itself. After all, you may perceive to be a stressful, ex- what you may perceive to be an ex- a stressful experience might be someone else's adventure, such as skydiving, starting a new job, 
or meeting new people at a cocktail party. Scientists who study stress report events that cause the most mental and emotional stress usually have four similarities. First of all, we become stressed by the things that are new to us. First-time experiences cause you to anticipate how cause you to anticipate how you will feel during the event. In other words, will you perceive it as pleasure or pain, triggering a stress response? Combine this with unpredictability, which is the second feature of mental and emotional stress, and the stress response is heightened. The third cause is a sense of threat to your physical well-being or psyche. And the fourth cause of potential stress includes events where you may experience a loss of control over a situation. This is common for parents of teenagers who are experiencing more independence. People that are working in middle management positions often struggle with this type of stress. Quite often, middle managers are given responsibility and accountability without feeling like they have the tools, that is the resources, finances, time, etc., to accomplish the task. Being calm during a stressful situation is easier said than done, but it is an important step in stopping chronic stress and the vicious stress cycle that affects your physical and mental health. Stress perception and your response to stress begin in the brain. Being cognizant of the following factors can minimize the effects of stress before it affects your health. Minimizing the mental and emotional impact of stress begins with, first of all, being mindful of your current stress level so you can stop and take a breather before serious anxiety sets in. Number two, implementing positive stress management techniques that help reprogram your brain and reduce the overall burden to the HPA axis. And number three, using natural therapies to restore your body's stress buffering situation, including the HPA axis and neurotransmitter support. So recommendations are, first of all, you you identify your stressors. Second of all, Simplify your life. Simplify things. Number three, you learn to say no. Number four, find a healthy balance. Number five, avoid isolation when stress is high. Number six, laugh often. Humor is a great uh, cushion for stress. Stop procrastinating. 
exercise regularly again. Spend time in nature. Nature is, again, a good buffer for stress. And keep a gratitude journal. Throughout my life, I have experienced some real hardships. Um, I lost both my husband and then recently actually lost my son. And what I try to do is wake up and each morning and um, and um, and just thank my God for what I have in my life and try to see the bright side of everything. There are certain nutrients and botanicals that help calm the nervous system and brighten mental outlook. Supplementing with these natural ingredients will provide a significant boost to the body's and the brain's biochemical stress fighting mechanisms. The term adaptogen describes plants that support the resistance phase of stress response and promote recovery from stress. Adaptogens' wide array of health benefits include restoring balance to cortisol and DHEA ratios, strengthening the immune system, helping physical and mental exhaustion. The adaptogenic herbs are a great addition to any supplement regimen during times of stress. Adaptogenic herbs can sharpen one's mental edge by increasing memory and the ability to focus, supporting mood and promoting relaxation. We've also got some natural substances that help in sleep. When we return from our break, I'll talk a little bit more about sleep as well as some of the natural substances we can use to modulate stress. When we look at stress, it's our body's way of resetting both metabolically and psychologically our bodies. You have a circadian rhythm, which is a daily rhythm. And this is regulated by an internal biological clock within the brain that's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. It's a little part in the brain that basically regulates the 24-hour cycle. Sleep helps your brain and your body to readjust to stress placed on it during the day. Adequate sleep is necessary for long-term health and regeneration. Many of the body's repair processes occur during the deep, slow wave, slow wave stages of sleep. Skin and connective tissue regenerate during the sleep cycle, as well as um, a number of other things. When we get back from the break again, I'll talk about uh, various agents that help. Thank you. (laughs) 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. We'll finish up on our talk about adrenal health. As I mentioned earlier, Earlier, there are several nutrients and botanicals that can help calm the nervous system and brighten mental outlook. Supplementing with these natural ingredients will provide a significant boost to the brain and the body's biochemical stress-fighting mechanisms. The term adaptogen describes plants that support support the resistance phase of stress response and promote recovery from stress. Adaptogen's wide array of health benefits help restore the balance to the cortisol and DHEA ratios, strengthen the immune system, and help prevent physical and mental exhaustion. Adaptogenic herbs are a great addition to any supplement regimen during times of stress. Adaptogenic herbs can sharpen one's mental edge by increasing memory and the ability to focus, supporting mood, and promoting relaxation. When I measure um, the cortisol curve and see some degree of dysfunction, based on that level of dysfunction, I can prescribe certain supplements. Um, Rhodiola, which supports both mood, memory, and mental performance has been found to decrease anxiety. Um, Eleuthera 
has been shown to improve mental performance during stressful situations. Ashwagandha is also a botanical, and it's been shown to decrease symptoms of chronic stress, including anxiety and depression. Valerian root, which is a component of valerian, including valerinic acid, relaxes muscles and promotes relaxation by stimulating the release of GABA in the central nervous system and binds to GABA receptors. Passion flower decreases anxiety by interacting with GABA receptors, eases feelings of overstimulation and scattered thoughts. Hops presents a mild sedative often used for anxiety, nervousness, and insomnia. And Shishando berry is used in China and Russia for centuries to support stress response and mental clarity. It supports overall brain function, including learning and memory, and it's been shown to increase concentrations of nitric oxide which is a molecule that causes the blood vessels to expand, resulting in increased blood flow. So now let's get into sleep. And again, as I covered a little bit earlier, it's your body's way of resetting itself. You have an internal circadian rhythm that's actually regulated in your brain. And um, the sleep helps reset your brain and your body to readjust to the stress placed on it during the day. Adequate sleep is necessary for long-term health and regeneration. Many of the body's repair processes occur during the deep, slow wave stages of sleep. Skin and other connective tissues regenerate during the sleep cycle. The pituitary gland secretes growth hormone, an anabolic and regenerating hormone primarily at night, which is essential for maintaining strength, muscle mass, liver function, normalizing blood sugars, <clears throat> excuse me, and keeping your immune system healthy. Many of your neurotransmitters, such as serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, which are all very important in regulating mood and keeping you focused and alert, are also synthesized during deep stages of sleep. Sleep also functions as an antioxidant for the brain because free radicals are removed during the sleep cycle. Sleep is required to ensure minimal neuronal damage occurs from the free radicals accumulated during the day. This explains why even one night of poor sleep can leave you feeling tired, irritated, and cranky and impairs your ability to focus. In my previous life, I was an anesthesiologist and did multiple uh, bouts of call where I would work 24 hours straight and my brain literally the next day would feel like it was on fire. And certainly 
there was some neurological impairment. Um, research has shown that it really upsets, again, your whole metabolic and neuronal balance and, um, and can have some detrimental effects on you. Poor sleep can affect your health in numerous ways. Lack of quality sleep can dampen immune defenses, leaving you more susceptible to catching a cold or the flu. It also changes your body's production of and response to hunger hormones, which increase your appetite for unhealthy comfort foods. Researchers have discovered links between poor sleep and obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Sleep deprivation can also result in an overproduction of cortisol and epinephrine, which causes a vicious cycle of stress, anxiety, blood sugar fluctuations, and increased heart rate and blood pressure. Maintaining an optimal night of sleep is imperative for staying healthy and improving your stress coping mechanisms. It's important to maintain sleep hygiene before, as you're going to bed and waking up at the same time to synchronize your body's circadian rhythm. Avoid caffeine after 3 p.m. and alcohol after dinner. Minimize light and use of electronics. Avoid visible clocks and clock watching. Keep the bedroom cool, dark, and quiet. Keep pets out of the bedroom. Invest in a quality pillow and mattress and increase exposure to bright light and sunshine in the morning and exercise regularly. If you do suffer from insomnia, sleep restriction is a method commonly used to help reset the body's circadian rhythm. Sleep is restricted to a certain number of hours for a few days, such as midnight to 6 a.m. And then every two to three days, the time to go to sleep is extended by 15 minutes. That is, instead of midnight, you would go at 11.45, and then each three days, extend it by another 15 minutes. Uh, Naps are avoided, as well as sleeping in. The sleep restriction method causes the body to crave sleep and the brain to reprogram the sleep-wake time. It's imperative that the wake time is kept the same every day of the week. This approach, although it's difficult in the beginning, often leads to long-lasting results if following a sleep, strict sleep regimen. There are a number of natural sleep agents that I also incorporate into my practice. 5-HTP is the amino acid that converts into serotonin and melatonin in the brain. It's been shown to be effective in treating insomnia, especially in improving sleep quality by increasing the REM sleep, the rapid eye movement sleep. It's also been shown to increase deep sleep stages 3 and 4, 
without lengthening total sleep time. L-theanine is a unique amino acid that's found in green tea. It's shown to promote relaxation beginning <clears throat> and it, help, it helps to um, take the theanine about 40 minutes before you're ready to fall asleep. It supports alpha brainwave activity and correlates with a, a better state of relaxation and promotes GABA function. GABA itself, um, so there's a naturally sourced GABA, which is pharma-GABA, and it supports the increased release of GABA in the brain and promotes relaxation and, and uh, reduces anxiety. Calcium also aids in the release of melatonin from the pineal gland, resulting in a deeper sleep. Magnesium uh, promotes relaxation by blocking excitatory receptors in the brain and relaxing the nervous system. And phosphatylserine, which is a phospholipid, is found in the brain and it's used extensively to lower cortisol levels and this can contribute to frequent waking, um, waking up. Lastly, we'll talk about inflammation briefly. I did cover inflammation a couple weeks ago. This also signals to the HPA axis to send cortisol to the rescue in order to reduce the inflammation. This creates a vicious cycle for both the stress response and the immune system. A number of dietary and lifestyle considerations can shift the body from a pro-inflammatory to a balanced and non-inflamed state. This will not only help put out the inflammatory fire, but it will also aid in the overall burden to your stress response. And there are, again, a number of natural agents, including turmeric, which helps reduce inflammation in the body, skullcap, which promotes, uh, it, which reduces pro-inflammatory compounds, green tea, quercetin, vitamin D, and bro bromelain. And bromelain is a um, natural protein enzyme that helps alleviate pain and, and swelling. And vitamin D is very important. We actually um, um, optimize our vitamin D in levels that are a little bit higher, uh, around 70 to 90 and milligrams per deciliter, and the higher levels of D have been shown to enhance immune function and soothe uh, tissues of the GI tract. So to wrap this up, what we did is we looked at stress and how it affects um, your adrenal glands. Again, we cannot avoid stress, but what we can do is do a lot of things to minimize stress and then also uh, to 
alleviate stress through keeping your blood sugar stable, reducing inflammation, and sleeping well at night. These are all uh, important factors that I incorporate into my healthy aging practice, which all help to ultimately help you get to the best and lowest weight that you can achieve and have a quality uh, quality life with a sharp mind and a healthy body. So that's on uh, adrenal dysfunction. I hope you have a good morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week for Healthy Aging. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Denise Bogard, again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon. 